My name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence On Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we're revisited with the one and only Catherine McNamara, who plays Abby Walker on the hit show Walker Independence. The show is set in the late 1800s and is an origin story of the series Walker. Walker Independence follows Abby Walker, an affluent and tough-minded Bostonian whose husband is murdered before her eyes while on their journey out west. Abby arrives in the town of Independence, Texas, where she encounters a diverse and eclectic group of residents running from their past, chasing their dreams, and keeping their own secrets. So, to talk about how Abby has evolved over the season, a few fun stories about Sam Hewen, and maybe even a possible Outlander crossover, here's the one and only Catherine McNamara, otherwise known as Abby Walker. Okay. So... I'm so glad to have you on here again, because last time we spoke, it was like the very beginning of the show and we were kind of getting into all things Abby and like where you guys were and all of that fun stuff. So now we get to talk about everything because the show's aired and we're done. Oh I know there's so, there's so much to discuss, though. There's so much. Well, I have to start off, first of all, and I said this before we hit record that how gorgeous you look. Oh. So for anyone, well, people will watch this anyway and see it, but. You look gorgeous. I love the hair, and she's of course perfect. But you look very pretty. So <laughs> thank you so much. Add it in. How gorgeous you look today. I just um, wanted to do something different between you know going through the first season and going back. I uh, I'm, I love I'm it. Toying with ideas of color because why not? I know, and because they also make you keep the same. Like, I discussed this with someone else. The same hair, you know, because yeah. of the continuity. So it's like when you're in break. Hopefully, we're in break. Um, until they announce the renewal so why not play exactly right exactly. so love it I love it yeah thank um, you. so okay so let's talk about Abby my love of Abby yes so I want to ask you now that we kind of have gone a little further um, and seen a whole arc and a whole storyline with her from the day I asked everybody this so it's I find this very interesting so from the day that you got the role yeah. And your brain and your vision of who Abby was through to who she became all the way to the end of the show. Uh-huh. How has that version of Abby changed for you? Oh, um, you know, it's interesting you ask that because, you know, when you're starting a pilot and you, you, you know, dream up what your character is going to be and, and where it's going to go and where the story is going to take you. You never really know. And so you have, you know, you have one episode, you have a small idea of all the potential possibilities. And um, following the story of the season through the end, we really got to see a few bits of Abby. I feel as though we're just scratching the surface and just as, as we are with all the characters, you know, just the tip of the iceberg as to, to who they are and to what their potential is and, and their potential connections and relationships in this town and how they could grow and change. But, you know, I'm so glad we got to see a little bit of growth in Abby and, and, you know, we really got to see her come to terms with her identity and, and who she is throughout the, the course of the story. You know, at first she is Liam's wife and that is in her head. That's, that's kind of what she identifies as and, and who she sees herself as in the world. She is the sheriff's wife. She is, you know, the school teacher. She is all of these things. And then when her life suddenly changes, she's left with nothing. And then she's, you know, the almost a fugitive in a way throughout most of the season, but still is seeing herself as the dutiful widow avenging her husband's death or hopefully solving his murder or whatever it is. But then over the course of the season, you really get to see her change that when she finds out a bit more about Liam's past and, and what he was involved in. And then, you know, when she finds out a bit more about or we as an audience find out a bit more about her family. And then she gets a job in the town and starts kind of having more of a space there and more of a home there. We really do get to see her choose more than just in name what it means to be a walker and what it means to stand on her own two feet and no longer rely on the identity of being a Collins or being a Mackenzie or being any of these other, you know, she has so many names in the show. 
Um, but in the end, we really get to see this woman who has made a home for herself and who has made a life for herself in this brand new place. And out of disaster, she has created joy and agency and and family in a lot of ways um, and maybe love. But we don't really know how that's going to pan out because there's a lot of options. I will say this is something that we do. Um, we do love as a cast. We love to dream about the different love triangles and who could fall in love with who and why and how long it would last and what way it would go. And I think we just all are genuinely a bit obsessed with each other. And we all want to just explore all of our character relationships in every permutation and combination. I think we'd all be okay with that. <laughs> I think we'd be fine with that. Um, yeah. Last time we spoke, it was so funny that you should say that you have so many names and one of them is Mackenzie. I have to bring it up because last time we spoke, we spoke about, and I don't know if you remember this, but we spoke about- Are you talking about Outlander? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we spoke about the final and I was like, has anyone asked you that? And you were like, oh my gosh, this was not intentional. No. So I find it so funny that not only is the promo photo, I mean, I'm just crossing things over. I think just want like an outlander walker independence crossover but i'm telling you it's possible though that's amazing because it's like Cause the it's time around the same time, time period yes. i mean listen we could make it happen i say sophie and i are long lost cousins or something oh my god you know that would be it's got, i i love sophie to death she is sophie skelton she's one of my favorite human beings and i would love nothing more than to go play and sam is a good and friend of mine as well i know and, and that's uh, so funny it would make yeah. sense to crossover and she's blonde right now so i mean yeah why not? Actually, Sam was the first one to text me when those photos came out. He was like, um, excuse me, you've stolen my tartan. <laughs> well, it was so funny because, you know, I know like there's a huge Outlander fan base. I interview them all the time. And yeah. it, like, so when the photos came out, I just couldn't help it. I'm like, this poor girl has probably been asked this a hundred thousand times, but I couldn't help it because so many people were asking me. And I was like, I don't, I was like, yeah. you guys. I don't know. They probably gave it to her and she took a photo. Like, it, I don't think it was like as deep as like, but when I asked you, you were like, oh yeah, that was like a pure coincidence. <laughs> and like, and I felt, I felt so bad. I'm like, everyone's probably driving her nuts, but it's so funny that she has so many names. And again, one of them being Mackenzie. So like crossover, I'm just saying, I think you should text Sam and Sophie and say like, how do we make this happen? I'm just putting oh, it. I already have. Oh, it's have you, have you really reached is, out? Yeah, of course. But the unfortunate thing Gosh. is the three of us have no control over that. Yeah. <laughs> it is way, maybe Sam, but the rest of us, it's like way above our pay grade. And, uh, you know, with a, with a wing and a prayer, maybe. Oh my God. That would literally, I, I think that would be like life though, because you have outstanding <laughs> soon. So I think people would literally just freak out. I would love it. I would love yeah. it. I definitely think you and Sophie could pass for like, sister cousin like some yeah. like something like yeah okay so I'm manifesting this out loud now so I love it happen. I love it I fully support it okay and I'm talking to Sam soon for one of his films and stuff so I might bring it up there and be like please do no. yeah I want I, I like want this to happen oh okay. I haven't seen him in forever like, tell him I say hi I will I will um but yeah no I have to I definitely have to make that happen okay yeah so that's my next mission. So I'll discuss that with him. But <laughs> it was just funny because I was like, oh yeah, she said Mackenzie. And last time I bothered her about the about the um her promo photos. So um I wasn't allowed to say anything yet. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just like very interesting. But what I find really interesting about Abby, and I want to ask you this too, is you know, like you said, she starts off as wife and all of these things in an instant, her life has changed, right? I mean, like within seconds. What do you, and I know this is difficult for, for you know, because I, I am aware that journalists ask questions that are like impossible because like things are written for you guys. And like, you know, so like, I get it. Like, you know, there's always so much that you can answer, but in terms of you as an actor, when you're reading it, how do you kind of put into your brain and make work the fact that she's going to go from kind of like a wife that's kind of dependent on a guy. I mean, more or less into like a super strong, badass woman relatively fast. I mean, I liked how they showed her struggle a little bit. And with the luggage, like, I love that scene in the very beginning when she's like, um, I'm taking it all. No, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. It won't fit? Like, you know, those kind of things. And she learns as she goes for sure, which I liked. I like that. It didn't like overnight. She wasn't like a superhero. And exactly. I like that she needed help. Right. So she had friends that, you know, stepped in. But 
over the course of time, she really becomes super strong mm-hmm. and extremely independent for mm-hmm. you no know, woman of the time, let alone just an apropos word. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you kind of work that in? Because yeah. I know, obviously, like I said, things are written and stuff, but how do you make that happen? Because you did it in such a great, slow progression. Thank you. Well, it was, it, it, a lot of it has to do with having a lot of conversations with our producers and our directors and our showrunners and, and just really understanding, even if you don't have all the scripts at the time, where she's coming from and where she's going. And I, I know some actors don't like to know a lot of things. They like to be surprised. But when it comes to at least where your character is coming from, I, I like to know as much as I can, just so I can kind of think about at least, or at least put in the back of my head, the trajectory and, and kind of figure out how to, how to play it out in a way that, that feels um, real and, and true to life. And, you know, as you said, she's not suddenly a superhero after one episode. Um, And it's, it's interesting to see though, because a lot of it, it, a lot of it, I believe was within Abby all along, you know, whether or not she knew it, I think she's sort of a woman ahead of her time and a woman out of time almost in a lot of ways, you know, she's, very modern in her sensibilities and very modern in her uh, sense of self um, and whether or not she has ever had the chance to actualize that and to express that or to even be aware of that is a different story. Um, yes, yeah, so we know the 1870s were, were quite a different time and uh, women didn't necessarily have that sort of autonomy and that sort of, uh, for lack of a better word, agency that we do today. In or at least you know those of us in in countries certain countries have today certain countries of the world that's still not um, a reality unfortunately, but what we see in Abby is from the from the moment we see her when she's in the wagon with her husband and they're laughing and happy and having a good time, she's not your typical. 1870s wife and it's you you clearly see that there's not a dominant and and submissive relationship it's a partnership and you know whether or not they behave that way in society when it's the two of them alone in their own intimate space they are partners and they're equals and there's a, a mutual respect and a mutual love and adoration there and that's a really beautiful thing to see. And that was something that was so important for, for you know, I talked for a long time to Larry Tang and Seamus Kevin Fahey, who's our showrunner, producer, directors, um, about making sure that that existed. That was really important to all of us. Um, and then equally as important was showing how far she fell when her entire world exploded and when everything she knew and loved was ripped away and literally went up in flames, that we saw the the loss and the vulnerability and the the terror and the sort of almost um at one point you know resignation to that fate and to the the i am alone and i have nothing and there is i'm i am left helpless in this wilderness and somehow some way within her she finds the strength to live and survive and carry on and with the help of Callian and I and Kate and Augustus and all of these people that have surrounded her and become her friends and become her family and even Hoyt to some extent you know she's able to uh she's able to to muster up the strength to find her way and to become this person and I think too through having nothing she was forced to create something and the beauty of that is that I I think she really found herself in a way she never otherwise would have you know we see her as this city girl she clearly grew up from money having every convenience every comfort of life at her disposal and then suddenly she finds herself in the middle of the night in the ashes of her entire life having to start with nothing and uh, it's it's a really amazing thing to see. And it's something, you know, when you read stories about women on the frontier and you, you know, of that time, you see a lot of. And it's that tenacity and that will to live that I think is the sort of Americana that all of us latch on to when it comes to Westerns and that that nostalgia and that spirit that people love so much when we want to see the heroes win in, in those contexts. Yeah. And I mean, it's so nice, too, because as a woman... I think a lot of times if you watch the old, old school, like, you know, cowboys and Indians type of, you know, films. Yeah. 
we're like side pieces <laughs> like we're just oh, like yeah general kind of just used for things so it's so nice that you were like the lead of the show like you know that we're following a woman and we're following men educate like an educated woman mm-hmm. and we're following men that are willing to follow an educated woman and stand with her and you know including you know obviously including kate but you know <laughs> all the don't want to leave out kate she'll kill me but you know you have a lot of guys that are like willing to stand up and go listen you're the boss tell us what to do like what should we do next and that's kind of how this little kind of group forms and kind of is able to make maneuvers some of them don't work out but they continue to try and kind of work through the season and I found it such an interesting thing because you just don't see that on shows let alone the diversity that we get to see on the show in particular with these characters being main characters and with their stories not being necessarily about their backgrounds or their race but more or less being about the friendships that have formed and how do we get someone bad out of our town and what do we need and well, so- and that's something that I loved so much about the series and the way it was set up and the way it's been kind of written is that, you know, we've seen the stories of the West and of these towns that are forming in this this sort of new frontier that they're forging and this new way of life and this, this society that has rules of its own. But what we haven't seen are stories of these particular characters. There's so many people and characters and, and cultures and ways of life and, and walks of life and relationships that haven't been explored. And we are able to do so because they they were there. They were all, every all of these people were there. Their story just hasn't been told. And it's so nice to be able to be a part of a story that goes, yeah, here's what you expect, but here's what you've never seen. And, you know, a lot of it boils down to the fact that we have such brilliant actors that are, are bringing these characters to life in such a rich and beautiful way. And we are all so invested in every single character relationship. All we do on set there is, is sit there and talk about, hey, what would happen if, if we did this for an episode? And we have so many little side plots and side quests and things in our heads that we just we just love to play out. And one of these days, if we ever have free time, we're going to sit there and shoot them all and uh, figure out how to, how to share them in some way because we got, we got too many stories to tell. I think we should do, we will have to do like an Instagram live. I will gladly moderate and <laughs> hear all these crazy stories that you guys have come up with, which I think would oh, be amazing. We'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> I will not object. All right. All right. We could, we could do some sort of live. That would be actually kind of fun if we, if something was like maybe written down from everybody and we did yeah. like little like skits and like can see everyone's oh, ideas yeah. for their characters. That would be really Oh fun. yeah. <laughs> you're putting in bad ideas because you know i'm going to start reaching out to your teams now and doing all of this but that would oh, hey, be, be so fun <laughs> well and the other thing too is so like throughout the course she i abby makes like these huge bold moves right mm-hmm. so she ends up um you know in the sheriff's office and working there and originally was to get close to tom to watch him because he's the bad guy right he's the one that is like you know killed your husband so yeah. So we think, right, that he's the yeah. main one. Yeah. And um, she uh, got close to him. I was going to say, she got a little <laughs> close. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to ask you about that. So yeah, she is, I wanted to know, so I feel like sometimes there'll be a scene that happens with the character and it's like so far away from the character and you're like, how could this have happened? For me, the way that you played her, it was not so it wasn't like nutty like I wasn't like oh my god this is so outrageous that she would be with him but I was like but her husband like what happened I was like that but I I understood it because she's lonely she's kind of trusting him there's there's something there like you can't deny chemistry I mean like it's there so it's like so I wanted to know how you felt about reading that script and finding out like she was going to ultimately hook up I don't, I don't know what the proper way to say hook up with him yeah I mean it's it's tough because obviously the t- given 13 episodes of television the timeline is way more accelerated than it would normally be right and uh sometimes that leads to some of us just going I have to find a way to make this real and and not to undermine everything else that we've built and all of the you know animosity between Abby and Tom that we've seen 
uh, through up until this point. But, you know, the way that it sort of played out is they've spent enough time together at this point. And it's it's sort of what someone so aptly put to me a long time ago is the proximity principle. Um, you know, you, you spend enough time with a person and you really get to know them and see them in a different light. And there's, I mean, Abby has been through a lot of, of trauma up until this point. And there's a lot that, you know, maybe she doesn't remember and maybe she's, she's been grieving and she hasn't had the opportunity to grieve in a, in a normal way or in a, in a way that, um, gives her that release and that closure. And there's a lot of that that I think is clouding her mind and causing her to maybe not always have the, the, the most, um, logic is the wrong word for it, but she, she takes some erratic actions and some of them are, are for good. And some of them are a little less advisable, I would think, but we really do get to see Tom in a different light in particularly in that episode. And listen, all of us have had those nights where we have, you know, maybe one too many drinks and we see somebody that we've met maybe a couple times. And it's like, you know, you're just great. Mm-hmm. And, and things can happen. And look, yeah. they're both adults. And I, I, I did love the way that it played out after where she wasn't, you know, oh my goodness, I'm madly hopelessly in love with you. And it's more just, you know, as I said, Abby's a very modern woman in a lot of ways. And and for a woman in that time to be like, yeah, you know, we um we did a thing and doesn't have to be weird unless it's weird for you. So, right. you know, we're both adults. We both made choices and here we are. <laughs> I'm still going to come to work and it's going to be fine. Well, and that I loved, you know. You know what's funny is like when they do that, when we were getting to that point, I'm not going to lie, there were parts of me when I was watching it that were starting to like Tom yeah just how he was treating her he was more respectful I th- I think his character arc kind of changed too and you started going mm. maybe he didn't maybe he isn't all evil or like maybe there was a reason for why he did it and like so mm. I was questioning that which is why I was saying it wasn't so nutty like for me I was like mm, I'm starting to question him like maybe he didn't do so many things and but I, I was just like Ooh, okay. They're together. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. but would would what you're saying make sense to me though? I mean, like, listen, shit happens. <laughs> like, people hook exactly. Up, it happens exactly. So, it even happens in 1870, whatever you know. And it's <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because you you that's the beautiful thing about the Wild West and the beautiful thing about these stories is no character is purely good and no character is purely evil. No character has you know a nobody's a hero and nobody's a villain except based on your choices and based on what you do. You know, I think even Tom even says it at one point, he says something like, you know, we should be judged on what we did today as opposed to the mistakes of our past. And, uh, that, that is something that, you know, I think all of us could live by, but particularly is true for the, the wild west. Yeah. And that's also like a hard principle to argue because it's like, we all make mistakes. So it's like, you can kind of fathom him saying that and being like, yeah, you know, you're yeah. right. And then, and I agree with you too. Like even the aftermath, like, which I'm sure you were like, oh, she's going to ask me about the sex. But even the aftermath, I agree. Like you were like, all right, uh, close on, I'm out. And even the conversation with Katie, like, you know, it was very, with Kate, it was very like, yeah. And like, we're still on our mission here. Mm-hmm. And then we get that plot twist about his brother and so then I really was like, oh my gosh, what if he didn't do it? You know, like it really was like questioning things. Um, kudos to the casting for whoever cast it, because I mean, oh my God, they look so much alike. So I have a little story about this, um, okay. just because I love Tim so much. So Tim Granaderos and I have known each other for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And he and I did an untitled horror movie together during the pandemic, but we've been friends for a lot of years. And he sent me a text Um about halfway through the season and he's like hey I'm auditioning for a show and I think I'm auditioning to play this guy's brother and I swear to you there is no one else on this earth who who looks more like Greg physicality wise just even stature and just the way that they move and their energy is so similar I immediately called up the producers and I was like listen I don't know what casting decisions you're making I don't know who else you're seeing but this man is an amazing actor. He's an amazing human. And he looks just like Greg. Please, please let him come play with us. Um, 
And it worked out, you know, obviously Tim's brilliant. So I know he, you know, he obviously was cast on his own merit, but um, it was just really nice to, to be able to, you know, make the call and go, he's a friend and he's so great. And I think this would really work. And uh, I, I just, I loved watching that unfold. Well, it's, first of all, it's amazing to be in that position too. Cause as an actor, it's like, you work your way up. You're like, I'm number 46 on the call. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you have yeah. no say of anything. And then you kind of work your way up and you like have worked your way up with on your merit as an actor over all these years of doing all these shows. So to be able to do that, first of all, is awesome. Like I would totally be like, oh my gosh, I have this friend. Like, this is great. Yeah. And then for him to come in and nail it and get it. I mean, then I mean, I knew he would nail it. He nailed it more than I even thought was possible. You know, he oh just, gosh. Tim just, Tim just slayed. And that's just him because it he's a so beast good. and he's wonderful. Um, he's the best of us. But, uh, but I will say that, you know, it's just, I love, I love being able to, you know, do something for people I care about. You know, and that's, I think that's what this industry is all about. We don't see enough of it in this industry. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I granted, who knows, you know, who knows if they even listen to me because that's, you know, it's not my job. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not my job at all. But if I can, if I can do something nice and just go, hey, you know, I, this guy's great. And, and I think, you know, he'd really get on with the group and everything else. I, I'm always going to do what I can to help out a friend. Yeah. And I agree with you. We definitely need more of that. And this is one cast in particular where you're all nice it's like you're all disgustingly nice so yeah I it's great like, I <laughs> but oh my gosh did they look alike so then I I'm doubting myself for a second and I was like wait a minute but then like you know then I started piecing together I'm like wait I'm gonna go back and so of course again the journalist in me I go back and watch the first episode and I think Kelly in the very beginning says there's more than he thinks that there were two like um like prints, like footprints. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is the horse apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I think we all assumed it was you, but then I started going, Ooh, maybe it was the both of them, but I wasn't sure. And then the shocking, you know, thing comes out and then you actually feel bad for Tom because his yeah. brother's so crazy that like you yeah. actually feel bad until you're kind of brought back into reality. And then things go just haywire and his brother, you know, ends up dead and then he comes in and then Tom just kind of goes crazy and I love the last episode of the show because even like the last like three minutes where he's like kind of trying to make a run for it and all of you guys come out guns blazing but you do this awesome with this I'm assuming like this heavy rifle like yeah. you know, and you like cock it you just like walk out and you were like, I'm getting him back away. <laughs> and you just like stand there and just walk across to get him. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. I actually really found it poetic. And I don't know like how you thought about it when you read the scene, but that it wasn't just you. That like you went and you beelined it and you were like, I'm getting him. But it mm -hmm. took kind of everybody to kind well, of get him down. Yeah, that's the beauty of independence. And that's the beauty of this family and, and the beauty of, you know, the whole Walker verse. It's, yes, there is there is a Walker, but it takes the whole team. But it's, I, I love this episode because you really got to see this turning point in Abby of going, you know, she's been trying to do the right thing and she's been trying to play by the law and by the rules and, you know, keep everything above board. And when he almost kills Augustus and when all of this happens and everything is revealed, you see her turn and she goes, enough, no more. I'm done. He's going down. And that's the end of the story. And that was so, that's the, that's the Abby I'd been waiting for all season. And I was just, I was punched in the air when I read the, that, um, that episode and uh, I called Seamus immediately and I was like, there she is. That's our Abby. That's walker we've been waiting on um and it was so nice to finally be able to truly step into abby not only abby as you know her own independent individual but abby as the first walker of the walkers that we've seen these strong badass people who who do what they have to do for justice even if justice is not the law in because it's the west and it's new and it's you know all of these things but um but yeah, it was it was really, really gratifying to finally be able to go. 
there she is. And, um, and to really get to see, you know, even our costume designer, Marion Toy is a gift to this world. And uh, she even was talking to me about, you know, the wardrobe was really important in this episode, in, in the whole series, but in this episode in particular, because we had kept Abby in these blues and greens and these, you know, the colors of the ocean to keep Boston kind of in her in her wake, as it were, and in her mind, and, and you know, being very present within her her visage. Um, but then the last dress they made was in Augustus's color palette, and that was really important for us as kind of this metaphor of, yes, she's been this woman, but from the moment she you know takes off the bloody blue dress that she shot up Tom in or tried to and carried Augustus back from the barn in. She puts on a dress for the interrogation, for the rest of the, you know, the the final moments of the of the season. She puts on this dress that it's a new color palette. It's a new style. It's a new, it's a new Abigail. And we see her really take ownership of, no, this is my town now. And I'm not gonna let you destroy it. I know. And I I loved every second of it. And I love when you tell it because like it gets me all like amped up because seeing it too, when I like walked out, I was like, whoa. And I just like went out loud, like visually. And I just started clapping. And I was like, yes, girl. I was like, yes. (laughs) Yelling. I was so excited because I was like, yes, it's time. And I noticed, I actually noticed the outfit. I was like, ooh, I was like, she's in like a different color. I was like, oh, this is a whole new thing. I'm like, we're starting a whole new page here. And so, I mean, that whole scene, I was like yelling out loud. I'm thinking someone's not like, I was just like, I was all over the place. And when I was talking um, to, I think it was, yeah, I was talking to Philly about it. And he was saying, um, he was just happy he got the last shot. Cause I was yeah. like, you poor man, or like all, yeah. you know, shot up and cut up and all sorts of things. And I was like, and this guy has tormented you and you, and everyone's kind of attacking him and mm-hmm. everyone's doing what they can. And Hoyt's doing what he can. And Kalyan, but the last shot comes from Gus. And I was like, yeah. it couldn't have been better. And I was like, yes. And then he gets taken, carted off. And of course, it would not be Walker anything if there wasn't some sort of drama. So it ends with someone looking for him. Yeah. And then you guys take off and he's not in the cart. And then yeah. we... we find or in the carriage and then we find out that he's with someone with a tattoo that we've seen in the past we don't know if they're good or bad i think mm-hmm. people automatically assume this they're helping him i don't i mean we don't know like we don't know if it's a good or bad thing that they took him but um and that's kind of like where he is and now the group kind of just assembles and is like well we're gonna figure out what we're gonna do but at least for the time being he's gone and it was just like this awesome thing and like when it ended i was just went oh my gosh it's just such a walker show and I agree with you like yeah. that moment I was like oh like I just felt it and it was just yeah. so good yeah. um, so it's great fun that. I mean you know and it's it's nice that we got to sort of tie up a lot of those loose ends and I think I think what you said about you know Augustus getting the final shot is so true and that's there's actually a, a the last scene that um Philly and I have together that Abby and Augustus have together when she goes to sort of get him to come down to to Kai's to you know have the dinner scene um, which he makes it to the outside of. There was a bit of that scene that was cut and it was Philly's my favorite bit and probably my favorite bit with Philly all season. Because, you know, Augustus and Abby have sort of been at odds, but have kind of worked together and they've they've been trying to suss each other out in a lot of ways. And especially because Augustus really should have been sheriff even before Liam. Even, you know, it's it's his rightful place. And, and, but Abby was so adamant that, no, my husband was meant to be sheriff and this is, he's the one who's been wronged and all these things during the entire season. There was a really, really lovely moment where, you know, Abby had said to him, you know, we're going to find him and it's all going to be okay because the right man is now the sheriff of independence. Mm-hmm. And that was such a huge moment for Abby to acknowledge that it was never Liam's place to begin with. It was never Liam's. It wasn't toms it wasn't anyone's place except augustus's and finally at least that is right and um you know that's unfortunately we have 42 minutes an episode and not everything can make it in but that moment was you know i really really i remember thanking the writers for that moment just because it was so such a small moment 
but it meant so much for both of them and for everything that they'd been through. Yeah. It's power and it's powerful too. Like when you say it, I just want, I was like, like you almost like want to get emotional because it's like super yeah. powerful moment between the two of them. So, mm-hmm. so at least now the world will know that that exists. Exactly. Yeah. See, there you go. I've done yeah. my due diligence. We'll get it <laughs> in season two. I know. Well, so before I, I have like, rapid questions to ask you really quickly but before I do why did you and Hoyt not hook up I I want this to happen oh that's a funny <laughs> question I want that's this so fun- bad really it's- Abby and Hoyt yes in the very beginning I could have sworn it was gonna happen and then over yeah. time I was like oh no it's not happening like it's yeah. definitely I was like definitely ain't happening and then yeah. towards the end I was like well, now he likes the son and like he wants to maybe be a dad. And I mean, he's crazy and crazy in a good way. I feel like I, I feel like it's crazy in like the way where you don't want to bring him home to your parents because your parents are gonna be like, what are you now? But he's crazy in the way where girls are like, mm, like, yes. I think Hoyt is, is Hoyt's like a lovely golden retriever. You know, he's he's so lovable and a little bit zany and, and a huge free spirit. But he's got a heart of gold. And he'll be loyal to you till the very end. And I think, you know, the, Abby and Hoyt have such a special relationship and, and getting to build that with Matt Barr throughout the entire season, it just, it holds such a special place in my heart because they start off with this such fire of just hating each other, just being totally opposed on everything uh, and different priorities, different opinions, different ways of doing things. And they they know just how to push each other's buttons just enough to push each other outside of their comfort zone. And there's something so lovely about that that it creates a beautiful partnership. And what I love is that they didn't immediately throw them in a relationship together as the writers. What instead you got to see was a gorgeous friendship and a partnership and this, this deep respect and humor on both sides form where they are solid they are more solid and there for each other than probably they would be if they were in a relationship and there's something so lovely to that and so valuable to that that we don't often get to see with the you know the cowboy with a heart of gold and the widow with a a, you know axe to grind um normally those two would end up together you know you look at you look at a photo of the cast and you're like oh yeah those two are gonna end up together Mm. And no, and I think that's wonderful. That's exciting. Not to say that they ever wouldn't, um, because I do think there's a lot of love there. And, you know, maybe there'll be another dust storm. I don't know. I'm saying even just one night, give you one. <laughs> all I'm asking for, because there's so much fire, like just like what yeah. you said. Like, I do agree. I like that it wasn't like right away. Cause I, like, I hate that when it's like, oh, we just met. Now we're just in bed. Yeah. But I think with the growth between the two of them, which is what I was saying, like in the beginning, I was like, oh, it's happening. No, it's not happening. And then at the end, I was like, mm, but it should like, because at, yeah. at that point I was like, oh, but they're so good for each other because they're so opposite. Yeah. So I'll, I'm just asking for one drunken night, basically. If you could, I mean, if, if Abby could do it with Tom, I'm just saying, not trying to like make her sound bad, but I'm just saying, yeah. Hoyt's not bad looking. Listen, they call it the Wild West for a reason, darling. Um, but... We never know for a season two. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting it out there for a season I two. I mean, hey, there's so many options. I mean, you look at Abby's connection. She has chemistry with so many different um, people in town. And even, you know, you look at her relationship with Callian. There's such a, a tenderness there and such a, a vulnerability and a, and a love. They've both, they've both saved each other and they both they're both artists and they're both teachers and they both, you know, understand things in a way that, that no one else does. Um, and look at Gus, like you guys have a mutual respect and yeah. you guys have are educated and you have all of the things in common and the communication and listen, not to go as far as, but what about Kate? I mean, you guys are really close friends and she oh, yeah. supports you and so, I mean, we can just throw Abby with anybody. I mean, I'm listen. Manifesting. I'm like this. Manifesting point. I'm just putting it out there for next I'm season. well into it. I'm well into it. <laughs> I think it's great fun. And all of us are. We talk about this all the time. We're always like, so funny. who's going to make out with who next season? I don't know. <laughs> but it's going to be fun. I love it. I wanted to know, because um, I know we're coming close to the end. I wanted to know um, what's going on with a renewal? What is the deal? Why do we not know? 
I, I need I am... information. <laughs> We're coming. I've been saying this on this podcast this whole time. So people are very well aware. The letter of intent you guys get by June 30th legally. Uh, but, oh, is that what it is? I'm glad you know. I oh, don't you do not know. Yeah. So like the letter no. of intent legally from from what I understand from being on sets. Okay. It's supposed to be mailed to you by June 30th. Okay. Guarantee you cool. the next season. But upfronts happen May. Yep. And CW slash Next Star. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but CW Next Star. I can say that. You don't have to say that. But CW slash Next Star, whatever the hell they're doing, might, I'm assuming, would have an upfront. They always have. I've seen you at upfronts for other shows that you have been on. So you would think that you guys would be in an upfront, which means this month, question mark, because flights and things have to be booked. But. Is there not an announcement yet? So what's going on? I, I mean, I'm thinking maybe it's good that we don't know yet. I don't know. You tell I me. Am, I am as in the dark as you are, my dear. I wish I had answers for you. I wish I had any information or a wink or a nod or anything that I could give you. But I know nothing. And uh, the only thing I do know is that we all love the show very much. And we all really would love to continue telling this story. Um, You know, the the... The world of television is changing entirely. I mean, it, even in pilot season alone this year, when there's normally hundreds of pilots, there were something like 13 or 15 pilots in total. So the whole way the industry is working is different. So upfronts, we don't know if there even will be upfronts this year. You know, we don't know if there's what we don't know what's going to happen. Um, but we know that we want to continue with the story and we we want to come back together and, and keep going. So I'm really hoping we'll have the opportunity to do so because I'm certainly not done with Abigail Walker. Damn straight. Um, and everybody, by the way, has said that everyone's like, I've basically I've spoken to everybody on the cast and literally have been offered jobs and some of them have said no because it would cross over had if there yeah. was renewal. So, I mean, that's yeah. how bad everybody wants to come back. Yeah be on the show we all we're all dying to come back you know we've we've made a home in independence and uh i think it's time to to revisit it well i want to ask you one more question um about the show and then okay. i don't know if you have time but there was fan questions which you saw i think you probably saw when i tweeted out oh yeah we can do, we'll do rapid fire fan okay questions. We'll do i'll really make it quick but i wanted to ask you basically just so my two final questions are what was it like having Jared come on from Walker, which was so fun with, uh, and I know you weren't in that scene with him and no, Hoyt, which I thought was like, uh, yeah, we'll have to talk to him about that. But uh, the two of them together, I thought was so great because they were on Walker together and it was very, oh, yeah. to have the two of them together. So what was that like? I don't know if you were on set that day or whatever, or even just watching it. And I was then, on set that day, but we had two oh, different units going. So I oh, was actually filming something else while they were filming that. So I couldn't be there. Um, but it was so nice. And it's, you know, it's always great. Like Matt and I went to dinner with Jared when he was in town and just got to like talk and, and hang out. And it was great fun. I mean, he's the loveliest human being. And, uh, you know, he and Jen are just fantastic. And, um, you know, he's really taken me under his wing. For a, He's been a real good grandson. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I know. I, know. I do want to be in a scene with him. <laughs> I keep saying my my dad's Jared and Jen's like some I'm covering all these shows. But yeah. my last question for you before we do rapid fire for fans, I asked you this last time, so I'll ask you again. Um, now that the show's over, yeah. and again, people don't get to annoy your team like I do to talk to you. No, I I don't annoy them. You're so gracious, and you always say yes right away. But um, to a lot of them, love like I said, love you. They will bring up every show that you've ever been in known to man. All I'm seeing is hashtag renew Walker independence. So, I mean, like people are just adamantly talking about the show. So is there anything that you want to say to them now that the show's over? There's campaigns running, there's petitions running. I mean, like you, it's girl, it's right in the gamut on how bad people want a renewal. Just so. a big thank you. You know, that's the biggest thing I can say is just thank you so much for loving the show, for loving these characters and the story that we're trying to tell together. And thanks for bearing with us. You know, we're we're desperate to come back as much as y'all are, are wanting to see the story. So, you know, here's hoping that we get the chance to do that. My fingers crossed. But I'm going to do rapid fire really quickly. So let me see if I can get like one or two questions really fast. All right, let's do it. There were so many for you because everybody loves you so much. Um, Okay, so... I will try to ask the shortest one. So at kitten cats angel said, um, if you can give any advice to Abby, what would it be? 
Ooh, uh, trust your gut because it's rarely wrong. Trust your gut and listen to your friends because they together, you're not going to get through this unless you do it together. Good advice. Um, at, oh, I'm going to say this wrong. A chabby Matthew, and I'm so sorry if I said that wrong, um, wants to know what's your favorite Abby Walker scene from season one? Ooh, there's so many. Um, I really loved, there were so many scenes that I had with, um, with Justin, with Callian mm. in the, the courtroom episode where he was on trial. It was really beautiful just to get to watch his work and to get to, you know, explore that relationship. Um, also I loved the, the walk and talk with, um, Hoyt in the last episode, the sort of season recap of, <laughs> Hey, good on you, buddy. We learned a lot. Keep doing what you're doing. I, I like that. The season recap. That was it's yeah. true. Um, at Willard underscore Eva says, what's your favorite costume that you got to wear? I have a feeling I know this answer, but. Ooh, um... Oh, it's so tough. Oh, really? I really, I, do, I, I really I, do love them all. I, I know everyone loves the floral one. No, I everyone thought, loves the floral I pink one. The last one. I mean, I, I do love the last one. The last one's beautiful, but because I got to be there for how each one was made and sort of the, the process of it all, and I got to see them being built, they're just, they're like my little, they're not my children because I had nothing to do with them, but it's sort of, they're sort of like my nieces and nephews, as it were. Did you get to steal anything? Any of no. them? No. We'll have to get you to steal something. <laughs> I might, might beg for my corset because it was made for me, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, I'll ask you like one or two more really quickly, like short ones. Um, okay, so at Xanderman616, um, here she said, what are your hopes for season two? I really want to see Abby. Um, I really want to see Abby struggle with her condemnation of Tom. Mm -hmm. Because she tells him straight up, I want to see you hang. And that's a big statement. To tell yeah. someone, I want, I want to see you dead. That's, and that's not, that's very out of character for, for who Abby is as a person. And I think seeing her kind of have to, especially because Tom didn't hang, you know, her to have to come to terms with yeah. those feelings and saying that. I also, I really do want to see Abby find some love that's not with a murderer. That'd be nice. No. Um, <laughs> maybe. Party for Hoyt. <laughs> maybe. Hey, look, I there's plenty of wonderful folks. Um, but I, I, I really do want to see Abby kind of continue to take those steps to be the shepherd of this town in a lot of a lot of ways, um, and see the town grow and the relationships grow, and see her really come into her own. Like that, or and listen, it doesn't even have to be Hoyt. It could always even be like a nice, hot looking guy that comes through new guy in town yeah never know or gal we don't know or gal like i said we yeah. haven't really explored that yet you know never know all right so what's the last question we will give you um oh my gosh there's so many like renew renew so many people love you um how great you are okay okay this is a good one to ask last so at x freaking fray um, here she said, is there any cast member you wish you had filmed more scenes with? Yes. So many people. I wish I'd gotten more scenes with Philly. I wish I'd gotten more scenes with Lawrence. I wish I'd gotten more scenes with Tim. There's there's so many folks on the show. Every single person. Mark Shepard. I want more scenes with oh Mark Shepard. Right. You know, yes. there's every single person that's come in and out of the show has been so great. Um, you know, those are just the, the highlights reel of folks that I wish I'd, I'd gotten more time with. Um, but it's, it, everyone's so special and brings such a wonderful life to their characters. There's, there's really no, no permutation or combination that can lead you astray. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to end with my final, I guess, thing to kind of wrap us up in like a nice little bow would be what is the best thing that you learned from Abby this season? Ooh, um, I think the best thing that I learned from Abby is letting yourself be vulnerable and letting your 
heart lead the way is never a bad thing. It can be terrifying. It can be, you know, you might have to reinvent yourself entirely. But trusting your gut and your heart can be the most extraordinary adventure. I love that. I, I feel like every time I talk to you, I either like learn more about myself or I just feel like we had a good therapy session. Like I just feel right. right? Like every time we talk, I just feel yeah. like good about it. Um, I love my job. It can be really, it can, can lead to a lot of self-discovery, as as, <laughs> you know, other things. Well, you're, but you're so good at it. And like, so when I hear you talk about it, I get all excited. And then I start thinking, I'm like, oh, that's such a good advice. Or like, that's such good words. Or she learned so much. And so to share Thank it, you. All about, you know, so like hearing it and I'm like, oh, my God, that's, that's so kind. Thank you so much. Well, you know how much I love you. I appreciate you staying on a little extra. You stayed on like 15 minutes longer than you needed to. So I really appreciate that. I'm so sorry to keep you over. Oh, but it's okay. I, I love you so much. I learn. I feel like I learned so much from you every time and you're just so put together and you're so thought out and you love what you do so much. And it comes across in these interviews. And like, I just, like I said, like literally we'll hang up and I'll, I'll keep thinking about things that you <laughs> said, like just like affects me. So I just yeah. enjoy it so much. And well, thank you. I just want to point, you know, we, we want to hold a mirror up to the human experience and, and make people think and make people think about perspectives that they haven't had or a life that they would have never led or, or someone else's perspective that they would otherwise have no idea what they've been through. Um, we're all humans just getting through this life one way or another. Yeah. One day at a time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Monica. It's great to talk to you. I know. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming back on. I hope you have a great rest of the day. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to Catherine McNamara really break down Abby Walker and talk about all of those pivotal scenes that we got to see in season one. We're keeping our fingers crossed for a renewal, so we're waiting any day now, hoping for that season two for Walker Independence. But in the meantime, if you want to catch up on the show or if you missed any of the episodes, you can stream all of Walker Independence on the CW app for free now. So make sure you download the app and go watch the show. Go support it and let's hope for a season two and don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our youtube channel hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content Bye.